Coming up on this week's show, we round out one of our last podcasts of the year by talking about Michael Sheen being cast as the 14th Doctor, new rumours on who might and might not be appearing in future Doctor Who specials, Doctor Who clickbait and why it's the biggest pain in the arse ever, and a little bit more info from Mandip Gill on Eve of the Daleks. I'm the Doctor. I'm a time lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Casterberus. I hope he is a bit less conspicuous this time. You might be a doctor, but I am. I'm a doctor. That's probably not the one you expect. Absolutely fantastic. All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Big Ronnie Inside the New Who Doctor Who Watch Long Podcast. Um, it's me, Tim Saxby. Hi, how are you doing? Now, we've got a kind of a different sort of show for you this week. Um, as has become quite common recently, no Harry. So standing in for him this week, as always, is Harrison. How are you doing, Harrison? Hello, hello, hello. Um, like, return of the Mac, you might say. But yes, <laughs> I am here again to talk about some news. Um, let's get the obvious out of the way. Is that the audio isn't as good as it normally is? And why is that? Well, it's kind of my fault. I ended up, um, I think I'm the first out of the three of us to get COVID. Um, I, I, I'm, cur- I'm doing all right. I feel awful, but um, I feel fine enough to talk about Doctor Who for a little bit. So we'll see how this goes. Um, if, if you're wondering how I got it, I believe I just got it through work. I work at nightclubs, so I, was, I guess I was going to get it at some point. Um, so yeah, and just the way it happens to fall and with technology and stuff, it's been Harrison this week. Um, next week, yeah. the current plan is to have no um, new segment and we're going to do a, a best of that will accompany the final part of Ark in Space. So that's what you'll get next nice. week. Um, should we start off with some good news, Harrison? Yeah, let's start off with some like good news. Um, drawn uh, uh, me to announce this, or, or do you want to do the honors of I'll this do huge it. achievement? I'll go yeah, for you it. Do it. You <laughs> do it, mate. We this fu- is this is yours. We finally, finally hit one thousand subscribers, which is m- m- massively appreciated for everybody who who helps get there. It's all one thousand of you, uh, like we thought we were going to get there last week. I'll admit it. I think yes. we were we were a, a week late on reaching that target, um, but we got it, and we're, I think we were all quite pleased when it arrived. Um, it, I think we we're also quite pleased it didn't just stay at a thousand. It sort of built, and I think we're currently at one thousand and thirty, which is quite nice. That in the last couple of days, nice. we've sort of picked up a few more uh, a few more guys along the way. So if you have subscribed, you are listening. Thank you very much. I think we do massively appreciate. It. We do Thanks, have a guys. really cool. Um, 1,000 subscribers thing coming up that I know you're that you were quite excited about Harrison I've told you about it haven't oh, I? Yeah. the thing we're doing for the for 1,000 subscribers oh yeah no I've heard about it yeah we're going to watch every episode of uh, Classic Who from an earthly child to uh, current yeah I can tell you now that that is not uh, that is not going to be the ah! case <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but no, it's uh, we we've got something really cool coming up, which is a big running inside exclusive. No other Doctor Who YouTubers are doing it, um, so yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, so should we go straight into some news, Harrison? Yes, mate. Let's talk some news. Um, okay. So, so for going in order, bit, bit of, it's a bit of a strange one. This first one, 
It was um, there's a there's a Facebook page called Doctor Who page, and they do post updates on Doctor Who rumors and stuff like that. And in the past, they've been pretty good with uh, reliability. And then one pops up this week that I couldn't help us not talk about because it's uh, the fact that for the Doctor Who centenary special, the very final episode of Journey with Gazera, uh, Doctor Who page is claiming that Gemma Redgrave, who plays uh, who plays Kate Stewart. Um, Sasha Dwyer will return as the master and also John Barrowman as Captain Jack Harkness as well as Bradley Walsh as Graham. Uh, so we already know Bradley Walsh is returning as Graham. We saw those set photos. I think I did a video on it. Sasha Dwyer's master is kind of obvious. They've already hinted at it. Um, now I want to get into the Barrowman and um, Kate thing because there were several rumours that, because you know, talking about the fact that all the stuff that came out about John Barrow and that I believe, and it's my opinion that he was meant to appear in flux and perhaps have some role in that, but that was sort of taken over by the involvement of Kate, of Kate Stewart. And that sort of took over that sort of role instead. Um, It's kind of hard to talk about, but I just want to sort of, as, as I don't particularly feel if it is true, that it's the right idea. Mm. Yeah, like, I get what you mean. Like, even by talking about it, you know, we're kind of hopping, like, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> on the controversy train, on yeah. the controversial train. Um, but I get what you mean by, like, him potentially having a role in Flux. I very much saw, um, like, Vinder's character as kind of, like, like, a version of Jack, if you get what yeah. I mean. Just the whole, like... You know, like kind of like agent uh, thing or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm open for him to returning. All I can say is just that I mean, I know that he's a like good guy. I mean, it's sort of if I know him like like personally, obviously. Yeah. But I believe that I believe that he would have like learned from his behaviour and etiquette. And I think it's one of those I things where it's believe, like yeah. the, the character is so good. The character of oh, Captain God, Jack yeah. is really good. And I think that's what bums a lot of Doctor Who fans out is the fact it's like, I really want to see the character again. But by doing that, you don't want to then be excusing <laughs> of what of what happened. Or no, what, of sorry, let's just say no. what allegedly happened. Um, I, yeah. I personally just think it's too soon. I feel like uh, yeah. you, you shouldn't do it. And I, I again, at the moment, it's just a rumour. But what the reason I've brought it up is because I'd quite like to hear what other people say. So if you do have an opinion on it, do leave it in the comments because I'm quite interested to know, like, because it's different, isn't it? It's not, it's, it's really tricky to yeah. talk about because if you, it's like you really love those characters and it's a shame that those characters, you might not see them again ever or for at least a, a good while um, just because of the actions of the person who... Um, portrays that character obviously you can recast and stuff like that but is it a case of i would rather never see that character again than endorse what's happened um mm. sorry and excuse what's happened or uh you know just kind of forget about it and bring the characters back and we'll just pretend it never happened this is, it's a tricky one it is a very uh tricky one mate honestly like i completely agree like i do believe he's going to return at some point i mean yeah. us guys aren't talking like um because I know when these headlines came out, it was kind of um, paired with the whole Noel Clark thing, which was on a completely other, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is obviously, you know, a, a shame. But obviously, I 
just think because it came out at the time of that it was like kind of classed as the same thing when in actuality it really isn't um i do believe he will return but i i only if it happened in this year in particular i would agree that yeah it's too soon i could yeah. perhaps image it happening like in the like in the new r2d r2 <laughs> rt yeah, R2-D2 <laughs> era, God, Jesus, um, era that I could image it yeah. happening in there rather so. I think he just needs time to breathe. And I feel like what a lot mm. of people were more bummed out about was, was the iris. I know we're not, we're not going to talk about this for much longer, but was the like how irresponsible <laughs> it seemed to be. Like he didn't really seem to take, he sort of apologized yeah. for it. But he was like, hey, I apologise for this already. And, you know, it's who I am. And then, of course, more recently, there was that horrible video where he's at a convention standing in front of all those fans. <laughs> saying, no, ma- no, no matter what you say, they still love me. And I'm going, oh, no, John, what have you done? Well, because you, I, mean, think, because I feel like as Doctor Who fans, <laughs> yeah, like as Doctor Who fans, like we, we liked John Barrowman. And we we want to like him, and it's sort of like yeah. the horrible child of the family. Like, stop doing shitty stuff. We're trying to help you. <laughs> but you keep you're not helping reason. yourself, man. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? I, feel I like... just I, I I honestly believe he's gonna learn from it and that he will return. But his attitude right now is a bit like, oh yeah, like it will. It, like it's almost like he, it's almost like he's aware that he's gonna return and that he's acting as if he will. But yeah, exactly, it has yeah. to be earned. It's got to be um, yeah, let's talk about some more exciting stuff. Let's talk about Eve of the Daleks. Um, Doctor yes. Who's Manic Guilty's is confusing New Year's Day special. Um, I'm just scrolling through here. It's from Digital Spy. Um, mm. Speaking to Doctor Who magazine, she explained, uh, we do a lot of running and it got quite confusing at times, being trapped in a time loop, repeating the same scenes, and it gets closer as it gets closer and closer to midnight. Each time they filmed the scene, they would be for uh, they would be for different versions of time as the loop kept resetting. And Gil had kept having kept having to ask director uh, the director which version this is again, as she uh, as she knew straight away. Um, she added, mm. "I get excited. I, I'm excited to see it. When you read on paper, it's hard to imagine what it's going to look like, but it was good fun to film. It was great having Ashlyn B with us." She's so funny, so funny. Um, we had some great times, plus we got to fight the Daleks again. So, yeah, uh, it, yeah like what we said the other week when you were on, it does seem like it's going to be a, a time loopy... Um, I think you said you compared it to Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, I did, yeah. It definitely hands off that vibe of, you know, a live, die, repeat <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think this works really well for the Daleks. Is what I've always hated is how... The Daleks obviously are very powerful, and this gives them the chance to keep killing and killing and killing over and over again. Yeah, uh, you know, what I mean, it's the actual harm coming to the main characters and actually showing the Daleks as a powerful force. Because, I mean, although that has happened in this era, um, it would be really, really cool to kind of see it play out on the companions and the Doctor to actually see them, like you know. Die. Yeah, <laughs> sounds awful. I think yeah. it's got like a uh, sort of a you know Dalek in series one. It seems to have that sort yes. of vibe to it, like they're in a base and there's just da- there's a da- you know, da- a Dalek Daleks there, um, sort yeah. of hunting them down. It's like, really it looks quite good. It's really contained. I think that's what really makes a good 
Dalek story is if it's a very contained environment. I'd say, so, you know, like part of the ways you've got satellite five Dalek, you've got the underground like basement thing. Yeah. Um, that's so I've got high hopes for this, and obviously, we, I know we talked about the trailer and um, yeah, in, the other time we did the news, but I think the trailer for this looks great, and I'm really intrigued to see where this is going to go. Like, I don't believe that we're going to get Davros or anything, I nah. think this will be really contained, yeah, but. Um, I really hope to see the Daleks as a real threatening force because I don't think we had that in a lot of uh, Moffat's era. So I'm glad it's in Chip's era. Yeah, I quite like the fact that they appeared fleetingly throughout Flux as well. So it's almost like just keeping them in the sight guy sort of thing. Um, Yeah. And I wonder how much of that's going to play into what we're going to see. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Obviously, you know, uh, at the end of Flux, the Daleks and the Cybermen get wiped out. But as it's a Dalek story, oh yeah, like one one ship survived, as it always does. So I'm curious to see how they're going to actually tell us how the Daleks are like around. Because obviously, I, I really hope it's not just the usual take it out their ass. Oh, yeah, there's always one <laughs> ship that lives, and they actually yeah. give us a valid excuse rather than just oh, it's a New Year's Day thing. Daleks are back. Yeah, yeah. If you get what I mean, yeah. It should be. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I really like the fact that we get the Daleks once a year. It's, um, oh, definitely. Yeah, it's good. It's refreshing. And when they actually appear, it's more exciting. No, it is, isn't it? They hype it up and, like, I'm glad they're not. I mean, although I love, uh, like, like Russell's era, like, it got to the point towards the end of, like, Tenant's time, it's like, oh, the Daleks are here again. I mean, okay, cool, but yeah, let's have a breather, yeah. Yeah, in that in that series, it was really sort of like, uh, they were either a mid-series villain, which made the episodes kind of weak, or they were a big series yeah. finale villain. Mm. Um, yeah, so, but no, I think... But this has changed it up. It's one of the yeah, uh, it has. It's one of the better things of the Chimney era, I would say. No, absolutely. Like, yeah, and I honestly believe that helps with like viewership as well. Because like families or whatnot, be like, oh, the Daleks were in the episode. I happens to be on like New Year's Day, so I think that helps as well with the appeal. But as yeah. long as they like justify to why um, the Daleks are here after Flux, because I, I think it worked really well. From oh god, I'm terrible names. Uh, Revolution from um, from uh, Revelation. Reser- yeah, from no, from um, Revolution to well, who cares? Um, <laughs> you all sound the same as the yeah, classic. I just couldn't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to look here because we were, we did have some news here on on Bad Wolf Studios, but I'm searching the net for it. And I cannot find it at yeah. all. It's, com- it's completely disappeared. Uh, I wonder if it was something that was posted and shouldn't... Oh, here it is. Uh, from Ooh. Radio Times. Doctor Who producer Bad Wolf could be the biggest... Uh, Doctor Who producer Bad Wolf could be the biggest mm. drama producer in Britain, say Sony. Sony Pictures is now a majority stakeholder in the Cardiff Bay makers of Doctor Who. And uh, Sony Pictures invested $50 million into the Welsh drama uh, producers Bad Wolf. Ooh in hopes of helping the makers of Dotsu and his dark material reach its zenith. I've never heard of that word. Whoa. Um, I haven't either, to be fair. What's that? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they're saying uh, we had investment in a company that has n- now not reached its zenith. Oh, I can't even be bothered to read this. But basically, <laughs> um, let's, just t- let's just talk about the fact that, but, uh, you know, the 
there, there is clearly a uh, like a, a quite a big future for Bad Wolf at the moment. You look at something like his dark materials, and then you look at something like what Doctor Who is doing at the moment, and I think there is a quality difference. Um, his Very dark much. materials looks a lot better than Doctor Who. Yeah, I have to be honest. Yeah, so I, I'm I mean, looking even forward in the titles... to seeing how that's going to, uh, how Doctor Who is now going to adapt to that. I honestly believe this is this gives me a lot of hype anyway for this new era because if you've got a huge company such as Sony and they've gone right here, right here's, uh, I mean, here's um, um, 50 million quid that clearly shows that they've got faith in what's happening. So I presume that they would have heard what the plan is or uh, the direction that Doctor Who is going to go in. And they've clearly got faith in it, which, which I, which I believe is a great indication of them trusting in Russell and him as a brand. Like, I really hope they haven't just gone, oh yeah, like he's a good writer, that they've actually heard his ideas and uh, potential scripts or whatnot that they've actually seen. Um, but I think this is great. And it does, like, it gives me hopes as well. Because, like, I do think that, like, this era of Doctor in particular, in particular in, like, series uh, 11, they clearly upped the budget it looked yeah. more like netflix or whatnot and now hearing that it's like oh wow are we gonna is this gonna go higher now you yeah because i was watching um superman and lois on the bbc the other day and i was watching yeah. this fight sequences and it looked like something you'd seen a movie it was just so yeah. good and then i then watched doctor who on a sunday night and i was like ah geez like what's happening here <laughs> uh, this isn't very good <laughs> And like I spoke to people about it, and some people were like, "Yeah, I know it's bad," but then some people were like, "Yeah, but I don't want Doctor Who to be Americanized." I'm like, "I'm not saying it should be Americanized. I'm just saying it mm. should have a. It should just look good. <laughs> like the yeah, green true. screen and shouldn't look with, so um, bad." Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's the thing in it. Because obviously, I know a lot of flux in particular was done over COVID, so like a lot of the CGI was probably like done from home you could say but um <laughs> at the at the um same time though it is a bit like yeah like doctor who should look you know uh, you know like at the top anyway i mean i mean even in like classic who or whatnot like at times it looked really good at times it looked really bad it's even happened in like new who as well yeah. uh, so it is a bit up and down, but I kind of like, I would hope to hear as a fan of the show, if they had an extra 50 million quid that they'd, you know, up it a little bit. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah that's well, so, like, the thing is, we know, we know they now have put 50 million quid into Battle Studios. So if we're watching it now and we're going, hmm, don't look much better. We're going, where did that 50 million quid go? Meanwhile, Russell, D- exactly. Russell T. Davis drives around Wales in a nice Bugatti Veyron or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think we know where that money went. Um... <laughs> I can see that happening, to be honest, unfortunately. Uh, Chris Chibnall, he's been talking about the 14th Doctor. Um, This is through the Express. He says, um, Jodie Whittaker's replacement will be fantastic, teases Chris Chibnall. Um, I'm just looking Mm. for a quote. It's Eccleston. It's Eccleston. He used the word fantastic. It's Eccleston. (laughs) He's back. Sorry. Uh, According to Radio Times, Stephen Moffat spoke about the hit. Uh, Hang on, what? Hey, 
Hang on, just look at one second. Are you talking about Chris Chibnall or Stephen Moffat? I, I, I did have a glimpse of that. It was well, more Moffat age. Yeah, well, hang on. Well, let's just address this anyway. Let's talk about something different. <laughs> the headline here is Doctor <laughs> Who. Jodie Whittaker's replacement will be Fantastic Teasy's showrunner. Who is the Doctor Who showrunner yeah. at the moment? Chris Chibnall. Doctor Who's former showrunner, Stephen Moffat, has hinted that the next uh... day... Okay, so let's talk about this, because I've noticed it a lot through the Express, and you might have noticed it as well, Harrison. It's just the amount yeah. of rubbish they publish under the, with the Doctor Who thing, because they know it gets clicks. And normally we don't fall for it on the channel, because normally we really do read the stuff due to stuff that's gone on this week, i.e. I've been incredibly yeah. sick. Um, some stuff has clearly slipped <laughs> through. But it's just like, this isn't... Why are they reporting? Why have they... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly, yeah, because clearly, you know, yeah, cause you, you, know, you hear that headline, Doctor Who sh- showrunners, you think, oh, that must be Chris Chibnall, that must be in the future, and it's like former showrunner, Steve Moffat, it's like that. But yeah, it's just like any like um you know YouTuber and uh, trying to get um you know like clickbait or whatnot. I know it doesn't happen on this channel, but you know <laughs> if everyone else, uh, that's uh yeah, it's just I mean it's good it work because it's ended up in the in the show today. So yeah, <laughs> I know we felt it's it. worked, hasn't it? So yeah, it's like there's another one here, Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker to be replaced by Romish Ranganathan. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! It's happening. It. Oh, that's confirmed then, is it? Oh, there you go. That's, what else do we have here from the Express? David Tennant on a phone call from the new Doctor Who. Very exciting. And you click on it, and it's and it's an interview from David Tennant from about 2018 on the Graham Norton show, <laughs> where he talked before Jodie Whittaker was even, before her first oh, series was even announced. Day, it? And, like, I oh, get it. Like, it. they want people to go on their website but I don't un- it's not journalism it's not it isn't ideal it's just old, they're just like re they're just recycling titles with old news I mean it's yeah. worked but what do you uh, do you, do you, do you read any stuff and think oh that's interesting and click on it and then it is just clickbait uh, all the time mate in particular on um, I think I, I kind of think um, Facebook is like the worst like source of it I'll be honest when, like, people you know, just read the headline and they just share it. No, I've got yeah, like yeah. Um, it's just like it's just it's getting out of hand because it gets everyone to click on it. But at the same time, it's just it's either old news or something that's not irrelevant at all. Something very like like minor, and you just think to yourself, what was the point? I mean, half the time, all these articles, even these headlines, like like. Like don't require like a two page article. It could just be like one paragraph, but they have to drag it out. Well, when I I, I used to work for What Culture, and I did a couple hey, of weeks. Up. I did a couple couple of weeks at Screen Rant as well. Um, yeah, but they basically when I can only, this is what they did with Screen Rant is that you don't you've got to stop fiddling with that Cyberman. It's doing my head and I can hear it. <laughs> Put it down. Everyone can hear it. It's so annoying. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realise it was that loud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, it's screen rant. What they say is they're basically like, say, say, if, say, if for Doctor Who instantly, say, say David Tennant has said something about who he thinks should be the fourteenth Doctor, and yes. you have a quote. That quote cannot appear until the third paragraph. 
The first paragraph is setting up what you're going to talk about. The second paragraph is then um, talking about what's happened, what's led up to that. The third paragraph is then what it is. And then the fourth and fifth paragraph is reflecting on what the third paragraph was. Between the, between the first and second paragraph, I think, or the second and third, is you have to include a link to another Screen Rant article about the same thing. And then you also, within the text, you have to embed links to... So each paragraph has to have a minimum, I think, of one link to another source. So paragraph one will have a link to another Screen Rant article. Paragraph two will have another uh, another link to a Screen Rant article. Then between two and three, there's another link. And then in paragraph three, you've got your text, what you're actually interested in. And then the rest of it is just padding. And it's it is just to get the search engine optimization. It's, headache, it? it's ridiculous, yeah. And that was one of the yeah, reasons why I was like, I don't want to do like this it. because it was so you like you're so compromising what you what you need to say, yeah, and what's interesting just to get clicks on the website. And there has to be a middle ground. And it was like, with what culture was better for that? They didn't really restrict you too much on what they did i mean i'll talk thankfully one day i will talk about my experience with what culture because in the end it was appalling what happened at what culture but like uh at least one thing i will say is like they've created freedom on a lot of stuff and what you could talk about and was just a lot better than it was at screen run yeah well um you know um there you heard it, folks. Uh, when we hit 2,000 subscribers, we're going to get an insight into what culture... I might. Okay, fair enough. If we hit 2,000 subscribers, <laughs> when we do, I'll, do I'll, talk about, I'll talk about what culture. I'll save it. It's not that exciting, what but culture. I feel like it's interesting. And on this channel, it will be an exclu- exclusive <laughs> content. And we can talk about like, how you get paid and all that stuff. That'll be, I think it'll be quite interesting. Money. Um, let's um, let's let's move on to the last piece of news. Oh, hang on! Doctor Who has just tweeted. What have they just tweeted? Oh, it's just a, it's just a set photo. It's 14, Doctor, 14, do- oh. Just a new photo of Yaz, Dan, and the Doctor there. Um, oh wow! Oh, that tells us everything about the new episode. That tells us so much. That Tardis and Compa- Oh yeah. Here we go. Oh. Um, let's try and get this Breaking last piece news. of news up here. Um, where uh, is it? Yes. Uh, it's because I've got so many links open. So, okay, this is this is something that I think is quite interesting. Michael Sheen has spoken yeah. about the fact that he could be the 14th Doctor. This is from the Metro, a nice source. Thank you, Louise Griffin. Uh, Doctor Who, Michael <laughs> Sheen rules out 14th Doctor role after it being voted fan favourite. He says, it ain't me. Uh, the Good Omens actor is no stranger to a spot of time travel passing through the decades in his, in his last film, Last Train to Christmas. But as for what, as for whether about he played, uh, he'd take the keys to the TARDIS, that's not so sure. He says, I must say, I'm very flattered. There's been a lot of people, particularly Doctor Who fans, who said they would like to see me as Doctor Who. That's incredibly flattering. I have to say, none of those people work on Doctor Who, so I have not heard from them. I would be very surprised myself if when the Doctor transforms, it is me, because presumably the person who's doing it already knows, and it ain't me. Um, interesting because he is a fan favorite and he gets thrown around a lot. Michael Sheen, you know, he hangs out, he does yeah. a lot of stuff with David Tennant, he works in a similar circles. Um, and yeah, I can see why people would like him to be the doctor. What, what would your thoughts be on Michael Sheen as the doctor? I, I mean, it's interesting because, like, I'll be open to it. I'm kind of, I mean, as I've always said, I'm open to anyone playing the role. 
But in terms of him in particular, it's interesting because you know how he's, um, I don't know if you're aware, but he's, he's already been in Doctor Who. He's in the Smith era. He played House in The Doctor's Wife. Did you know, he? The, yeah. Y- yes. You know the entity that takes over the TARDIS? Yes. You know that? Yeah. So like he does, he does a, the voice of that. You know, he's like, um, you know, um, try me. I've killed like hundreds of times. Yeah, yeah, the Doctor yeah. goes, I've killed him. Yes. So he plays House. Um, I'd rather, I mean, it'd be cool to see him as the Doctor, but I'd rather see him as a like, like villain again, to be honest, just yeah. because of that, that role and how intimidating he was. Yeah, my my problem with it is that I can't, I, I can see what, I can see him as Doctor Who, but yeah. I feel like whenever I fan cast, I cast as a whole. I don't just cast the Doctor I cast for the show and the brand and everything you have to do that comes with Doctor Who. The whole package, yeah. Yeah, the merchandising, the publicity and stuff like that. And I can't Mm. see that being something that Michael Sheen would particularly enjoy. Um, I I can't see Mm. him at conventions and stuff like that. And I could be totally wrong and he might do it, but I've never seen him on a convention scene. And I feel Mm, like... uh, He's quite a, 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 an upspoken actor. He speaks his opinions a lot on stuff. And I just don't know if that's something that the show would want to be associated. Not that he's got any bad opinions, yeah. but it's that grey area, no, isn't no, no. it? Of if, with the BBC, especially if you express an opinion, then basically you're, uh, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're cancelled. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I think he would be a really good Doctor. If they ever did a Doctor Who movie, Michael Sheen would be fantastic. Yeah, um, that's the thing, isn't it? He, I but he's an actor, and he's only, like, I think I've said it before, I've said it on Twitter, he's an actor who I don't think would make a good Doctor Who, but he's a fantastic actor, and he would make a good Doctor Who. I could see him as it, but if I if I watch it, I couldn't, I just couldn't, I mm. don't think I would be as invested in it. And it's really hard yeah. to, it's like Rowan Atkinson, I think he would make a great Doctor Who, <laughs> but I can't. I couldn't believe... And he was Doctor Who, wasn't he? <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? Like, if I watched yeah. it, I couldn't convincingly say... I couldn't ignore the fact that what I was seeing was Michael Sheen or Rowan Atkinson or Rich D. Graham or Hugh Grant or whoever. You know, these big British actors whose name would get thrown around yes. a lot. I would only ever see them. I them wouldn't see the Doctor. Rather than the Doctor. Yeah. Yeah, rather than the Doctor. Yeah, I mean, I get what you mean. Like, I could tell, you know... You know, if he was, and you know, if he did end up as the Doctor, I could definitely see him going quite well with um, Capaldi's version of the role. Very more, a lot more on that like darker side. But then I'll just get hesitant again. You know what you talked about earlier with the whole like thing with the branding and how they change. Yeah. Like, um, like you know, Capaldi's brand from series eight to nine where he started off all like like dark and then he clearly opened up it was almost like they completely changed direction yeah yeah. that's what i'll be hesitant with this um but he's a as you said he's a great actor but yeah it's quite hard obviously he's more i don't know if he's more well like like known than the previous actors i mean obviously at the time of their casting um but I, i i definitely like know him more than if i was to hear about like you know, like David Tennant at that time before yeah. he got casted. Um, so it'd be interesting if he would like hand a very different performance to what he normally does, or if it would just kind of be like in the vein of his like 
normal work, like yeah. on omens or whatnot. Mm. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I, I don't see it. I don't think it is going to be Michael. I can see why, like no, I said, I, I can see why people want it to be Michael and why they think he would be great. Yeah, no, I feel it's, I feel like saying Michael Sheen is a very safe choice as saying Chris Marshall. I feel there are more interesting, <laughs> there are more interesting options available. Yeah, and and also as well, you know, you know, this happens every time, you know, that there's like rumors about who the doctor is or what, like who the next cast is. I mean, I don't know if it's actually happened because I know that when Jodie got casted she was very what i mean she was in the runnings but it was very i only saw i only saw jody's name once in the room same and it was like the day before and i remember reading it to somebody and Mm. i read there was like three people from Broadchurch, and this is the only time jody's name had been added to the list and i said it and who i was with at the time went oh they've just put that on there because she's in Broadchurch." It was like they were just like adding, and then you know we watched the announcement at Wimbledon the next day. It's like, oh bloody hell, it's Jenny Whitaker. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Because like, I mean, I, f- I honestly believe that every time we are on this like uh, rumor hype train, that it always turns out to be the in the person that we like is like like hardly. They were there all along, yeah. really, weren't they? Like, they, they were there, yeah, but we never saw like, them. Yeah. Yeah, like almost like a like dark horse of sorts, you know, yeah. there. But they just, yeah, and that's the thing. Obviously, you know, like if I hear the name Chris Marshall like one more time, I'm gonna be like, well, oh, no, he's not gonna be the Doctor. Is I'd be we, very surprised if he was. We get comments on the channel where people tell us their thoughts on who the next Doctor would be. They're always great, but the, there's always one like every week where it's like, I would like it to be Chris Marshall, Michael Sheen, or Rupert Grint. <laughs> Those are the three names, yeah. and they always come together. And I feel they're just such safe choice. I mean, Rupert Green, cool, yeah, I'd love that. Um, yeah, they're safe. I think it'd be sick. But they're just like I think they're quite safe. No, they are. Yeah, I mean, I honestly believe, and as you said earlier about the BBC as a brand, they like to be very much diverse, and and I, I definitely think they've hit that with um, Joe Martin and Jody. Yeah, Whitaker, but I just hope the casting isn't purely because of that, and yeah. that the actor is actually for the role and whatnot. That's mm. what I'd hope for more yeah, than anything else, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I'm all up on news. We're all newsed out. Um, do you want to? Yes. We're, we're going to go into Ark in Space Part Two, uh, Part Two, Part Three now. Um, part but three. Yeah. Let me. I just want to say it's been a very chilled episode. We've spoken quite slowly. We haven't really got done much jokes. Yeah. Um, it's been quite nice. It's quite late. I'm really not well, guys. I do apologise. Neither of us want. We don't want to do it by Zoom. We'd much rather be sat together talking about this stuff. Oh God, yeah, I know. Next well, week's going to be the best of. So you're going to have all the best bits over the last twelve months, um, all condensed into about forty minutes, plus the final part of Ark in Space. But for now, we're going to wrap this bit up. Uh, Thank you so much for 1,000 subscribers. Check out our socials because as soon as I get the thing that we're doing, that's right, it's an actual thing. Mm. Maybe reveal too much. Yeah. Um, As soon as I receive it, we're going to announce it. So it's going to be cool. So all the links in the description, um, go find those. And now we're going to go into the Ark in Space part three. (laughs) Three, that's the one off for. What's the 
Here we are, the Ark of Space Part 3. Um, now then, this is going to be interesting because I have some thoughts <laughs> about this. But as is tradition, I will save those to Alaska and I will ask Harrison, what were your thoughts on the Ark of Space Part 3? Actually, no, screw uh, that. My first three. question is, Ooh. what the heck happened Ooh. last week? Because I can't remember. I watched it and it started. I was like, I can't remember. I remember there was a guy with a green arm and that was about it. Yeah, yes, that's how it ends. So part two ends with Noah turning into a uh, Wirren, um and his arms like, yeah, that's the cliffhanger essentially. So that's where it opens up part um, three. Um, you know, although he is a Wirren, it is green bubble wrap, but Ayo, can let it slide. Um, but yes, that's how it opens up essentially, how he's getting slowly taken over by the Wirren. Yeah. Um, which I really like to be honest. How he's yeah. introduced in part one, and then like you know, you get this gradual change throughout the whole four-parter, which I quite like. I like his look by the end of it as well, when uh, like the cliffhangers of this episode, where he's in the doorway yeah. and he's just like, it, it reminded me a lot of um, Doctor Connors, like when he's transforming into the lizard. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I get what you mean. Um, yeah, it was just because um, I know we talked about it in like, I think it was, it was either part two or part one where we talked about, oh, yeah, like how you got this really cool creature design in the Wirren, but yeah. it's off camera and it's flying on its back. But yes. here it is in like full frame now. Yeah. And it was awesome to finally like see that. Harry it like, picks oh, it up like, at one point, doesn't he? I like the way he just casually picks it up. Yeah, honestly, like, that's what kind of I one of the this? most, like... <laughs> yeah, he's just really, like, this whole, this whole, like, I, I really like the arc in space, but, like, at times, it's like, the characters are just really unfazed by what's happening. Like, yeah. like Harry would just, like, touch that or whatnot. Or, in particular, in part three, when, like, I think I think it opens up really odd where you hear that um, computer announcement. Uh, yes or whatnot. Yeah. It opens up really odd because there was any talking for like five Well, this minutes. this is my note here. <laughs> is I wrote that it's clearly just a woman standing off the standing out, out off camera saying yeah. her lines. Audio is a bit sp- off in it. <laughs> yeah. Like she she she's very loud on my right headphone for some reason. I wonder why. Oh it's because that's oh, where right. she stood. Um, <laughs> but yeah the doctor doesn't say anything for the first five and a half minutes. And now normally in Doctor I'd go like, if it was an Eccleston thing, I'd be going, oh, what's he thinking? Looking at him and stuff like that. Mm. But I'm watching it going, what the hell's going on? Because I'm looking at Tom Baker, and I'm like, it's not like I can see him thinking about stuff. It's just like... No. A lot. And a I'm going to um, get into it more exposition. in part four, because I want to talk about it more in part four, is like my general yeah. thoughts on classic Who. But like, I'm sort of like, the, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Mm. Yeah, it's a bit like... I can uh, understand it's just a of exposition. I can understand why um it was seen as a joke at the time. Mm. I can I really get it. Yeah. It's just yeah, I mean it's it's enjoyable, but I just thought that opening's really odd. And then um then after that, Harry has some really dodgy like <laughs> sexist lines, yes. which I'm just like he talks about the totem pole and I'm just there like 
Well, I mean, man, you got to get with the times. Yeah, it's it's he's like surprised it's a woman. He's like, imagine a woman being in charge. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's not aged too well in no. some areas. But like, and then, yeah, I could have think, yeah, so after you. No, no, go for it, man, go for it. Yeah, I was gonna say, cause then, yeah, cause then I think they like split up for like, the like tenth time in like this like last three episodes, and yeah. I think it's like. And then I think Harry just calls like Sarah Jane, like, oh yeah, like uh, nurse over here. The doctor and Sarah don't really get much going on over these last over these first yeah, three episodes. Not... Yeah, I mean they had their odd moments or whatnot, but it's very like contained. But like I do like how the Ruin gradually become more and more of a threat. As, yeah. And there ends up being like, like more of them. Yeah. Um, if this it, was if this I, was an I actual like episode, how... it would have taken mm. four. It would have taken fifty minutes before I actually noticed any tension. And it's just the fact that they realise they don't have enough time to get off the ship. And that's fifty minutes in. There's nothing yeah. in episode one. There's nothing in episode two. And it's ten minutes into episode. It's like yeah, it's ten minutes plus into episode three before anything um, of any danger starts to happen. And it sort of made me think, did people at the time think that's like, that was good story? So why did nobody at the time go, well, let's do that sooner? I can't understand it. It's very, like at times when there's things happening, which is cool, but like, I feel like, I feel like every time I hear um, music as well, it kind of grabs my attention. It's like, oh, like, okay, we've got some tension happening. Because a lot of the time it's just them, um, in the same set, having the same chats, or yeah. splitting up into groups. And I'm there, like, okay, I'm enjoying this, but it's like, same old, can we have some more fret, please? Or can we up the stakes a bit? Yeah. It's just slowly happening in part three, I'll be honest. But I just f- feel like over the halfway point, it does make me reflect on the first two parts and go, okay, like, but it would have been cool to have, have everything that's happening right now a lot sooner. But yeah. I guess that's harder to comment on because us guys have grown up on new who which has more of a brisk pace yeah so it's harder to like comment on it but yeah it i mean i'm cool. all for pacing and if it's a longer pace fine yeah but like also i've got i'm trying to remember like this happened like we've watched this like you would have done back in the day we've watched one a week essentially yeah and it's yeah, like i can't remember what happened <laughs> no, that's the thing because i mean i've got like i've got elements of it in my head i've got some key ideas but I, I like a lot of it just kind of does like it blurs into one you get them all in a room having a chat about a plan and it's interesting as well that actually i've actually just uh, remembered it now but we get the introduction of two new characters in, yeah. in this episode who who wake up and it's interesting because they just like we're entering in other characters in part three or four like yeah. now it was like I don't I don't, I don't even remember them appearing. I remember looking at the screen, looking down and making a note, and then looking back <laughs> and we're going, Where, "Who the hell are these? Where did they come from?" Yeah, they've just yeah, uh, they just kind of turn up, and it's it's quite interesting because they just like they come out of obviously you know the whole cryo sleep thing, but then I'm like because you know because we're now over halfway into this story now. Um, I'm not. I don't, I'm not really attached to them or anything yeah. at this point in time. But it does feel a bit like, and just having two new 
the characters in here again, like coming out of the same circumstance. It's like, well, all this happened in part two and one. How's this going to grab my attention? You know, yeah. I, I was I was thinking about because I know I was watching it and like there's Tom Baker there and he's Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sort of going like I'm watching it. I'm going. I get like he is seen as the Doctor, like Tom Baker, mm. Doctor Who. And I'm watching it. I'm going. I just don't. There's nothing about it really, and I wonder if the whole thing just hasn't. It's it's horrible to say. Because I love it, mm. I really want to like it. But I'm like f- three episodes into this now, and I know it's early days in Tom Baker's run. It but I'm very... going, I'm going. I can't. Nothing is really standing out. There was a few bits in episode one where he's funny, but now mm. I'm just like, I don't really like. I'm not invested in this. It's yeah. It's interesting you talk about that because in terms of Tom's doctor in this it's very interesting to see this now um in hindsight obviously you know with like uh with new here as well but this is part in in part three where he gives vira a gun and he says look you, you know you know here it is if you have to use it and i'm there like oh my god he's just handed her a gun so like, yeah. oh my god is that the doctor or is that i don't know it's just i thought that was quite I saw that and that really grabbed my attention, but it's clearly at, at the time of the airing, you can tell it was meant to be a very like like casual line. But then yeah. in my head I'm going, well, like I don't think I don't I can't image like like any of the like the the new who incarnations anyway encouraging that or doing that by any means. Yeah. Uh is there anything else you want to say about the arc of space? Uh, in terms of, well, I want to talk, I mean, yeah, I mean, in terms of the third part, I mean, I thought the cliffhanger um, at the end was, I mean, it, uh, I mean, it was cool where you get the Doctor face to face, um, but it felt, it just like the ruin just comes out of nowhere, uh, and the Doctor's reaction's like, oh, hello, he seems pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, okay, I'm a bit, and uh, I find it so funny, because he's so chill, and then you hear the... Yeah. And I'm like, oh, all right, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm meant to yeah. be scared, or I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> well uh, let's leave that there. <laughs> I mean, I was just going to add as well, in terms of uh, our review of this, I know about right as you started watching this, you did text me the words, kill me. So I just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> you are so kind of... slow and boring <laughs> and terrible. And it's horrible because it's Doctor Who and I should really like it. And I'll talk about it more. Yeah. I'll save it, I'll save it, I'll save it to part four. Because uh, yeah, we were recording part four in a minute. Shall we, shall we take, let's take a break and let's talk about, let, let's rec- let's do the recommendation part of the show. And let's recommend yeah. something that I think we will both enjoy talking about more. Let's talk yeah. about, and we're going to go spoilers. It's been out for nearly a week by the time you listen to uh, this. Oh, here we go. Here we Let's go. talk about yeah, Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home. I How mean, amazing was that? I'm not going to lie. Now, after, yeah, because I guys saw it last week, and I've been thinking about it every single day of yeah. just how good this film is and you know just for a point out before we talk about we're not going to get into you know as as uh, uh tim was saying we're going to get into uh spoilers and whatnot but i mean in terms of anyone who has seen the trailers you are aware there are some returning uh villains in this film um i think they're handled 
really well. It's not as if they're just here because, oh yeah, it's old and it's back and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I phoned Harry during the week because he went and saw it and we spoke about it. And he's, yeah, he really liked it as well. And uh, I, I was thinking about the villains. I was thinking, uh, I mean, they, yeah, they were just all so well done. And they all got screen time. They mm. all got the right amount of exactly. time. And they were all portrayed really well. The only one who I would maybe question a little bit was Sandman. Yeah, potentially, yeah, because of um, things that happen in Spider-Man 3. So, yeah, yeah. yeah you could say that. I mean, I'm not going to get into any more, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I completely, I, I, yeah, I was like that with, I think it was Sandman and um, Lizard. Lizard are probably, yeah. probably the two that are, like, the, you know, aren't handing as, like, a lot of attention, but they are important still, and they're there still. And they're, yeah, yeah. You know oh, I mean? definitely, yeah. So, um. Let's talk about audiences, because we saw this opening night with a Spider-Man. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's the only time... Like, we've, we go to cinema quite a lot. I say we probably go to cinema once No, we do. And um, there's, yeah. always, there's always somebody in there who pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we saw Cruella, more. there was just two guys all the way through just saying how much oh, they loved certain aspects of the that. film, and it was quite annoying. Um, and then <laughs> other films as well we've seen, I'm just like, shut up, what the hell are you doing? But Spider-Man No Way yeah. Home did something to me that has never happened before, which is me clapping really? and cheering during a movie. That's Does like that when, happened to you before? When Green Goblin appeared, I was like proper excited. I was like, this is good. And I think what works is that it doesn't... I don't think I've ever said this. It actually lives up and surpasses the hype that people had for it beforehand. Mm. There wasn't a single yeah, point in this um, movie where I'm going, oh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, it's just it just flows so well. But like, I get what you mean. Like, you know, I, I'm always hesitant with a cheering audience, but I honestly, I was hesitant heading in. It was going to be too much. Like, I'd be cheering every like ten like like seconds or something. But it was really, it was a great experience, and it, it really enhanced it. You know, to be in a room with everyone else who cares as highly as like us. Like us do about these, uh, this, um, you know, franchise and these characters, it was quite a like, like magical experience, said yeah. at least, you know, well, let's, experience. Let's that. talk about it. Let's talk about the big thing. If people are still listening by now, then they don't care. Are we going to go spoilers? Are well, we, we've already got spoilers? spoilers. I warned people before if you're still listening, you're an idiot. We are, we are about to talk spoilers, guys. When so that warned. first portal opens. And you can see Spider-Man in the distance. Start clicking off. Did you? (laughs) What did you think when that first portal opened? Right. So as it opened, um, yeah, I I can I can instantly tell it was. And here we go. It's your last chance. Three, (laughs) two, one. It was Andrew Garfield. Yes, I could instantly tell um, it was Andrew Garfield, and it was the eyes that instantly get. It was the eyes and the height that instantly gave away. Like that one, like sort of hunched over. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. I mean, it was. I mean, I thought it was great. I thought I preferred his reveal over Toby McGuire's, which just felt really out of place in hindsight. It was cool still, <laughs> but him just turning up in like a you know like what college clothes and just like you know what I mean. I mean, it was almost like it's almost like he just turned up on the. On the sand. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah. It's just like oh, here he is. Yeah. Toby McGuire's. Um. 
but yeah, I, I, I honestly preferred, like, uh, overall, I, I know we're going all over the place, but overall, I thought Andrew was probably one of the highlights of this yeah. film. Um, over Tote, which I didn't really think I was going to be saying, and I honestly believe it's because of that scene where he saves MJ. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. I've, I've played it so many times over on, oh, Amazing. I think it's because as well, because we were deprived of seeing that third Andrew film. We There was no closure for that for fans. So there despite wasn't. what you think of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and something that surprised me is people have been texting me going, and Andrew, and I asked them about it, and they go, yeah, so good to see Toby. And Andrew was great. And I'm going, yeah, no shit, it's Andrew Garfield. It was great when he did yeah. it. It was just like yeah. that second movie just wasn't as good. So, But if you watch his performance, he's amazing. And... Yeah, yeah, like that. Like I grew up with both of those. Like you, we both grew yeah, up with both of those. So seeing the three of them together is amazing. Um, but yeah, there's something about seeing Andrew again that I particular that really sort of got me because there's a bit where he appears and then he whips off the mask and his hair bounces up and it is Andrew Garfield yeah. and the whole cinema went yes like that and it was just yeah. so good and I I feel like as well because an audience of Spider-Man fans will know how much he wanted to be Spider-Man. And sort of, of, I feel like Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield had had the same love for that character. And Tom Holland was lucky enough to be able to see it all the way through. Yeah. Whereas Andrew's was all right, decent. <laughs> yeah. So Andrew's like him coming back has been like quite nice. I imagine for Andrew as well, as well as seeing Definitely. him again. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a shot. And it's towards the end of the movie, and it's Toby and Andrew, and they've got their arms around each other. And I remember looking at it going, I, you know when you can't comprehend what you're seeing? Because you, you, it, shouldn't be, you should, it shouldn't be there. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. It was just, it worked so well as a film. And I, in terms of talking about Andrew, um, I love the chat he has with Toby. It honestly feels like the actors are talking when like Andrew goes, oh, I'm lame. Almost yeah. said that, oh yeah, like, I'm the worst of the Spider-Man. And you got Tony McGuire saying, well, you're not, no, you are, like, he literally calls him um, uh, amazing. amazing, the amazing Spider-Man, which yeah. I thought was so nice, because it's almost like the actors are saying, yeah, I'm Toby McGuire, I'm the one that's in the hearts of a lot of people. Yeah. Andrew Garfield, you know, uh, are the one that who is liked, but not the yeah. most liked. And I'm saying that you are amazing. That really, that really hit me as I a liked that. Yeah, I picked up on that as well, yeah. Yeah, um, I thought that was a great scene. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. There was something else I wanted to mention, but it's just escapes me going back through what we just said. Um, yeah. Sorry, say something else that you liked whilst I... Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean... I mean, oh, I'm sorry, I remember, I, I remember. I'm, I remember. I'm gonna, so I'm going to kick off. Before. Off you go, then. I no, had, go for it. So I spoke... I mean, because I'm having twice now, I was speaking to a lot of people over the phone, so I phoned my... I was speaking to my family, I was speaking to my mum, and she was asking what I'd been up to. And I said, oh, luckily I was able to go see the new Spider-Man movie. She asked what it was like. My mum has no interest in superheroes. She's not a Spider-Man fan. She's not a superhero fan. And I was telling her about it. I said, oh, there's this one bit where a portal opens. And, and, and the Spider-Man steps through and they pull off the mask. It's Andrew Garfield from the last movie. And she's going, oh, that's cool. It's Tobey Maguire in it. And I went, I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tobey Maguire's in it. And like, she went, oh, that's, that's good. And, like Even my mum was like, who has no interest in any of this stuff? knew how cool mm. it was that Tobey Maguire had done it. Because she was like, oh, he was the original Spider-Man. I'm like, yeah, he was, yeah. <laughs> and like today my <laughs> sister went and saw it 
who's like, she has, we don't, we've never spoken about movies, me and my sister. <laughs> and she takes me to the she's like, I've just been to the cinema to see Spider-Man. And I don't, I, I've never been to see a movie. With, like, and it's so weird how like, this movie is like making people so excited about stuff. About superheroes. Yeah. yeah. No, honestly. And yeah, I, I think that's why this works so well. Because it isn't, it's, it, as I said earlier, it isn't only reliant on just like um, fan service and whatnot. As a, as a film, you know, it is Tom's film at the end of the day. And yeah. I like, I love the ending to this film, how it, in a, in a way, in the end, it's like this whole trilogy, this home trilogy is an origin story. And this is the culmination of that, where he finally hears the words, great power comes great. And it's like, yes, finally. And now he's, and how it ends with just classic Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't have any of the, uh, like, iron tech or, like, strange tech. It's just yeah. him. Tom Holland's a Spider-Man. He's created his own suit, and yeah. he's doing his own thing. And he doesn't have a person in his ear. He doesn't have a team. It's just him. And he's yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I did like how it, because a lot, I like how it's reset the status quo, but it hasn't set yeah, it hasn't it's, reset yeah. the status quo to what it already was. It's reset it to what yeah. the comics are. So it's exciting because now you've got this world of possibilities, and the fact that people don't know who Peter Parker is opens up that you can now bring in characters like Harry Osborn and people like that who mm. who he's never met before. No. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, like, I really hope, I really hope that you know we do end up with a new trilogy here because I know, like, I know there's been a lot in the like news about Tom Holland saying uh, he's hesitant to continue or whatnot, and they're like, no, like, you know, he's, well, I think he is. He's I think he's Spider Man. You've just become Spider Man. Yeah. I, I, I'd hope so. Yeah, because um, yeah, I mean, I'd be really like disappointed if not but i just want to say as well shout out to william de foe for yeah. like because he's <laughs> absolute psychopath what did you call him what did you call and, him um, foe no his first name william nah willem that's all oh is that how you say it <laughs> the fuck william de foe yeah not william oh, de <laughs> Oh, I thought that was oh well. I'm I'm clearly in the multiverse, and aren't I? Like, damn, uh, Willem Dafoe. Him, he's great. The actor, we like. Yeah, no, he's great. That's what I'm trying to say. He's yeah. great. Um, I love the 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 uh, fights he has with Tom Holland. They're like they're brutal. They're just yeah. absolute. Like they're slamming. Like they're going through the floors of the apartment. They're like punching each other. It's it's just insane. It looked like an actual violent like punch yeah. up, like a proper scrap. I like the final fight that they have because he you hear him say, Can Spider Man come out to play? And it cuts to Toby and you see Toby's mm. face and it's like, fuck, he's back. And it's so, so well done. Mm. I have a theory. No, it's like great. It. Yeah, of course. Okay, so it relates to Venom because in the post credit scene. Venom is te- yeah. the post credit scene of Venom. Let there be carnage. Venom enters the MCU, and at the post credit mm. scene of Spider Man No Way Home, Venom leaves the MCU. Right? <laughs> it's so like. But what? the only way Venom could have entered the MCU, according to Doctor Strange, is everybody who knew that Peter Parker was Spider Man was brought into the MCU. So that's why you had those mm. villains, and it's why you had Andrew and Toby. But yeah. as far as we're aware there isn't a Spider-Man in the Venom universe. So what made 
Venom, Eddie Brock, come into the MCU. So he must know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, which then means that there must be a Peter Parker in the Venom in the Venom universe. So my theory is that because there has been such a big response to Toby and Andrew, that there is a chance that they might set or reset Venom within the Amazing Spider-Man universe. Yeah, I can I can image that to be fair. Like obviously I can't image it happening in Toby's well because obviously, you know, um Toe for Grace and we're not going to talk about that. Um <laughs> but we've got yeah, and Andrew's like uh, I can definitely see that happening in terms of it being in Andrew's well, because obviously I honestly believe, you know, that, you know, like after, after Sony and Marvel become aware to how much cash that they've earned from having Andrew and Toby in this film, they're going to be like, Oh yeah. Like Andrew Garfield, let's have a third film. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, I think fans want that. Yeah. I, generally, I, I want that. I want to, I want to no, same. I want if they that said, if they said <laughs> we're going to do, we're going to make Spider-Man four or we're going to finish, or we're going to make the amazing Spider-Man three. Yeah, do it. Let's go for it. Yeah, and, I, and I think what absolutely. better way than just, you know, something that is in the air at the moment, you know, Venom, where is it? Nobody knows. Set it in the Amazing mm. Spider-Man universe. I, I can definitely, yeah, I can see that, like, working out. I mean, it would be interesting because I know at the end of um, the uh, the uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, they're clearly teasing the the Sinister Six, yeah. which doesn't really what go anywhere. So it'd be cool if they just like kind of hit the 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 like reset with that and just be like, right, here's Venom now, yeah, um, or whatnot. But yeah, I, I can I can see that happening as a potential loophole. Where it turns out this whole time that Venom is from Andrew's timeline, that yeah. would be really cool because in because obviously you've got. Um, Sandman, Ocken, Goblin from Toby's universe, that's free. And so far I've only got um like like Lizard and Electro, that's two. Yeah. And in Venom, that's what e- that's like that's like equal share. Yeah. Um that could be really cool. I think it's yeah. a cool theory. I hope yeah, it yeah. comes true. That's what I can yeah. say. Well let's uh, let's wrap this one up because we've I think we've oh, yeah. more about the amazing sp- yeah. about about um, No the- Way Home than we have about Doctor Who news Doctor or Who, Space. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you very much for listening, guys. Again, this. thank you so much for a thousand subscribers. Absolutely legendary. Yeah. Um, and uh, we will see you. Actually, no, well, we won't. We will see you next week for the Arcaspace Part mm. 4. But um, yeah. no news oh. next week. So um, adios. We'll see you in a bit. Mm. Bye. Adios. Bye. Make sure you subscribe to the official Bigger on the Inside podcast.